Tom Panos, John McGrath, million dollar agent. Been hanging out for seven days to say this. John, you got it. I love it, Tom. Good to be here. It's good to have everyone back again. And our numbers are growing. Troy tells us about 136,000 downloads to date. So great to have so many people um, tuning in and listening. So, uh, And John, one of the people um, that's fresh on my mind, Marcus Ciminello from Marshall White in Melbourne, who actually listens to this podcast while he's in the gym. I think that's one of the big advantages of audio is you can actually do two things at the one time, drive or, you know, um, be flying if you've saved it. Uh, But Marcus Ciminello, John, has written for the month of March 566,000 in gross commission and um, in the next day or so, he's doing another 350. So we're talking about a guy that's done 900,000 essentially over a four to five week period. Which, which, a, it doesn't surprise me, Marcus, for many of the listeners that were at ARIC last year spoke at the event and was a huge hit. Um, uh, he, he's, a, he's a champion guy, a great real estate agent, and that would rank amongst the best agents in the world. I don't think there's too many agents breaking a million dollars in a 30 day period anywhere in the world. So. What I've said on a number of occasions is I think Australian real estate agents are right up there with the best on the planet. And that includes any the potential for anyone that's listening, even if you're doing, because I know there are people like Marcus and, and, and a whole range of people that are doing phenomenal numbers now that weren't several years ago. Um, and so this is a really, and it sort of segues into our session today is how do you get there and where do you find the inspiration and the tools and the resources and the, the accountability to get you to the top because it doesn't just happen by hanging in the industry for another few more years. You've actually got to grow whilst you're in the industry. Well, uh, for a starters, John, you can't help but thinking if a guy that's nearly done a mill in a month is listening to training and sharpening, and I've seen him at seminars and events, um, success does leave clues. Obviously, people that are doing good are looking for that unfair advantage constantly or just staying alert and motivated. And today's session is about the what, who, and how of real estate coaching and training. And John, I want to talk about it. We get asked so many questions by people about, you know, what sort of training should I do? How often? How much should I pay? Should I get a coach? Um, which session should I go to? To start off with, um, if there's one person on this planet that's obsessed with training, it's you, to the point that you actually created this ARIC event many, many years ago. But you've always been curious about getting better and always tapped into stuff in Australia or overseas, haven't you, John? Yeah, look, Tom, beyond curious, I'm, I'm probably what's more appropriately called obsessed with doing it better, getting better, and that's personal growth as well as the business growth. So I love this stuff. And I just want to start with a story that a couple of people might have heard me, heard me talk at Eric about years ago, but Ron Pillinger, and most people are probably too young to remember Tom, but you might remember Tommy back then, a guy called Ron Pillinger, who was the best agent in Australia. Brad's dad. Brad Pillinger's dad, right. Uh, He was kind of the James Tostevin of the 80s, if you will, Uh, and and very unfortunately passed away far too young. I think he was probably in his 60s when he died, but I met him when he was probably mid-50s and he was, you know, the equivalent of the Tostevins of of his era. And um, I did a conjunction and the client said, would you do a conjunction with Ron Pillinger? And I I was delighted and blessed to have the opportunity. I said, of course I would. So I went down to Ron's office. I had a, a pre-meeting with him before we went to see the client together. We discussed a marketing plan. So we're all on the same page. And he said, well, come with me. We'll jump in my car and we'll drive up to Bellevue Hill. So we went out the back lane behind Richardson and Wrench on, in, in Double Bay and we jumped in his car. And as he turned the key, and as you know, the radio or the tape player comes on as you turn the key if you haven't turned it off. 
and Tom Hopkins' cassette starts playing. So in those days it was cassette, not DVD, and I was in my early 20s. And, and I was kind of amazed because here is a guy who is the best of the best, even on a world-class standard, and he'd been listening on his way into work, Tom Hopkins, talk about scripts, dialogues, training, information. And that just reinforced what was already a, a pattern for me, which was you've got to keep learning every day. And so 32 years later, I, I would love to think, and I think it's probably true, that I, I learn as much as anyone that I know. Every day I'm listening to blogs and um, podcasts like we're speaking on now and videos and YouTube. And I, th I think it's the layering now that's so wonderful is you can watch videos on YouTube for free. You go in there and you type in best real estate on the planet, scripts and dialogues, listing skills. It's a university for free. So there's no excuses. You can you know, get our podcast for free and probably many others. You can pay a bit of money and come to an event like ARIC that'll change your life. There's, there's so many things that are available. And of course, what we're going to talk about today is training and coaching as well. So most of those things I've just talked about probably fall into the self-education. It's really you know, things you can do yourself without any other personal intervention to make yourself smarter. And I hope, you know, one of your comments before was frequency is, you know, how regularly should we do this? Daily is the answer, if not several times a day. And I generally wake up with this stuff and I'm listening to it in the car between meetings and on the way home. I mean, I've sort of been well documented that I don't listen to the news and those sort of things because it's so negative. I'd much rather listen to Seth Godin or Tom Peters or Zig Ziglar and get my mind charged up and focused than, than on you know, listening so to me. So John, driving time is education time for you? Oh, 100%. Between meetings, you'd be surprised. I mean, I, I'm either listening to a tape or educational material or I'm making calls. They're the only two things I do in the car between meetings. And for most of us in a mobile industry like real estate, that's you know probably a couple of hours a day for many people. Okay, one of the things that people ask is with the plethora of stuff because of social media and YouTube, um, you can actually watch a YouTube, you can listen to free podcasts, you can attend training sessions, you can go to small workshops, you can have a coach, you can attend a big training session like ARIC, which is a two and a half, three thousand event. Um, what do you think works best? Um, should you use a combination and, you know, how often, like you're saying, definitely be listening to stuff on a daily basis because that's yeah. easy and quick for you to do. What about formal training? Look, I think it starts with self-education and that's the YouTube and the podcast and those things. So for me, that's like a daily. It's like your, your daily ritual, breakfast of champions, that sort of stuff. Then on top of that, there's a few other things. I mean, training is important and I call training generally workshops. There's generally not a huge number, but you know, you might have 20 or 30 people. There's a group forum. There's an expert in the front of the room with a whiteboard and a set of slides, and they're, they're teaching you stuff. So it's generally interactive. I think that's really important. And for a lot of real estate agents, that might happen within their own group. Hopefully, there's some level of training there. So I think that's really important. And then you get the people interaction and you get the facilitation, not only by the course presenter, but by your colleagues and peers. So I think training is really important to supplement the self-learning. Then, of course, You've got big events, and ARIC is one of them, and you do real estate gyms, which are, I think, also amazing to do, and it's a different energy, and it's a different learning experience, but they're also life-changing, because the way they make you feel, and the confidence, and the stuff they give you, and sometimes it's the content, often it's the content, but sometimes it's just the person presenting the content. You kind of get a sense, when, when you're in the room with greatness, and with amazing achievers, and with the best on planet, and almost by osmosis, it washes over you, and you think, wow, you know, this is... 
it's like, I guess, if you've met a movie star and then all of a sudden you feel your life's changed because you know, you've met someone and they've kind of shifted your energy. So I think that's really important. And the last thing which, which I think we should really talk a bit about as well is coaching. So coaching, my definition is one-on-one -on, -one on a regular basis with someone who is expert in helping you grow your business and who holds you accountable. And I think it is very different from training because it, it's kind of like a routine for a long term and it's someone that really gets to know you and holds you accountable one-on-one -on -one where there's nowhere to hide. Because even in classrooms and events, sometimes you can hide out in the corners. So I, I, I think I would love to see people have a menu which has all of these things, all of these things on it. And coaching, you know, I do a lot of coaching here within the business. Maddie LaHood and others do a lot of coaching here. We see that's a big part because you customise it down to the individual and you really, you get to a point where you really understand, you know, the excuses they use, you help them remove the excuses. So I think it's really, and some of that costs money, there's no doubt. But, you know, I guess Marcus has just shown and, and Vivian, who's going to be speaking at ARIC also, she's a multi-million dollar performer after a few years in real estate. I'm sure they have either internal or external coaching happening and if you invest in yourself, you can get a hundred times the investment back with increased productivity. Okay, John, what, when someone's looking for a coach, what sort of qualities should they be looking for a coach? Because I think, like in any product or service, there's good or bad or there's bad fits and good fits. You know, one of the questions I get asked is, um, what should I be looking in a coach? What sort of qualities? I think, Tom, it's like hiring an estate agent. First of all, look for referrals. Ask people that are doing well, do you use a coach? 80% of them will say, I do. Can you say, tell me about, would you recommend them? Would you mind if I contacted them? Because that for me is, you know, if, if you've got someone that's really succeeding and you've seen a quantum shift and a coach is a part of that, that's the kind of coach you want to interview. The next part of the interview, once you've got one or two referrals, is to, you know, do you like tr and trust and respect them? Does this feel like there's a chemistry thing happening that's going to work for you? Because sometimes coaches are fantastic, like agents are fantastic, but it's just not the right chemistry. You just don't feel there's a sort of a mutual respect or whatever going on there for, for some strange reason. But I think if you get a referral from a colleague that you know, um, and then interview a couple, and then ask them what is their process, tell me a little bit about some of your success stories that you've had, what is your recommended frequency of catching up, and yeah, the last, but probably to be honest, least important is what are your fees? Because it's a bit like an estate agent, uh, an expensive coach that actually gets you to 2x is really a cheap coach, like a good agent that gets you 10% more as a cheap agent. So I, I think, you know, put, put aside the investment and just accept there's going to be some level of investment there. Um, but the right agent, and then embark, you can even embark on a three to six month trial period, Tom. I mean, I work with Mike Sheargold, who many of you, the people and the, uh, the listeners here would know. I work with Mike for probably two decades. I'd say 20 years we work together, and I guess because he's now in... Queensland and I'm down here, we don't, we don't work as closely, but um, he was a great part of my success. Um, and partly because he's very, very skilled, but partly because he was just someone that used to turn up once a month and, and, and question me, why haven't we done that? What are we doing next? Why are you doing that? Have you thought about that? And he was a, a sounding board for me to you know, have bounce ideas off. And in many ways, John, a role of a coach is to be a, a memory aid and a reminder of what you said you do, that maybe there's a bigger likelihood that you'll stick to it knowing that there's someone else that is expecting you to come up with the goods versus you breaking a promise to yourself. Yeah, well, it's very much like, you know, you know, Tom, because you're very into the fitness side. 
you know yourself that you'll let yourself down more often than you let someone else down. So if you say to yourself, I'm going to go to the gym tonight at 7 o'clock and something else comes up, a distraction or a better offer, yeah. um, all of a sudden you're not there. But if you tell a friend or a personal coach you're going to be there, you get serious and committed. Then when you're there, the personal coach gets you to make those extra five push-ups and, and just in your stretching, you stretch that little bit, that little inch or two further just to really give you a proper stretch. And they just take you to that next level. And I think that in, in the world of business coaching, it's very much like a personal trainer at the gym. It's, it's someone that just takes you to that little extra space. And, you know, we often say here in, in our company, you know, that you don't get much money for being silver medalist in listings. Um, so in a game of inches, if you can get someone to take you just a few inches further and just a little piece of dialogue or just another 20 seconds of courage just to look someone in the eyes and say, you know, are we good to go? Can I represent you and get started tonight? Just give you that little bit of dialogue and courage, all of a sudden your business can go from being just another business that's surviving to a Marcus Ciminello, if you will, yeah. over the space of a few years. Yeah, and I think uh, as we're talking away here, we can't lose sight, John, that the biggest asset that an estate agent has in their lifetime is their earning capacity. And if there is things that can happen between changing the way you do something, a process, a conversation. You never know what conversation is going to actually change how you view a situation. Um, uh, maybe investing 5000 or $10,000 a year if it's going to take you from writing 400000 to 700000 In fact, that sounds like an absolute you know, bargain. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh, I think so. And the other thing, Tom, is we, we underestimate how expensive it is for us to get off track. And a coach will often identify when we're off track. One of the first things I do, in fact, I did it this morning in a coaching session. Guy walked in. Um, I said, what's up? And he said, yeah, no, everything's good. I said, no, it's not. I can just see your energy. I can see your body language. I know you very well. Something's up. And then he went in to tell me he'd had a, you know, a couple of things go wrong in the last few weeks. <clears throat> then we got him on the mat. We got him on the table. And we dissected them. And, and you know, some of the, to be honest, a lot of the coaching I do, Tom, is non-real estate stuff. It starts out as a, in a real estate forum. But then all of a sudden, the stuff that have distracted people are outside of their real estate world. It could be some issues they're having in their personal life or elsewhere. So I was able to focus on that because I picked it up. And, and he, I'm not saying he didn't know himself, but it was almost like he was trying to stuff it down and suppress it. And I said, let's talk about this. We got it out. His energy changed in an instant. And then all of a sudden, he walked away after 45 minutes. And I'll guarantee you he's had a more productive day today than he would have had because of that little coaching session. So that's very much a big part of my role in this business is to try and pick up people's energy blockages, help clear them. And a coach can do that. So not only can they give you technical skills, scripts and dialogues, um, but they, and hold you accountable. So I think that you've got the skills, you've got the accountability, but then you've got the energy clearing. Because all of us go through stuff. And, you know, if, if it can be very expensive to go through stuff for three months in this world of sales. I mean, that can block a lot of sales out of your energy Okay, John, so as we finish off here, it would be remiss for us not to uh, take the opportunity, and you're, you are like me, we don't, we, we don't go off and use opportunities to uh, sell products or services, but at the same time, I know people are making their final decisions about uh, going to ARIC, which is, I think, 10 weeks away, yeah. and I was talking to uh, Yolanda and Amanda, who um, run TRED, and they're telling me that it looks like it's going to have the biggest numbers ever to an event. 
Um, and as I was talking to one of the agents, he said to me, Tom, you know, I can get all the information I want online these days. Google has got every bit of information. But he said, there's something special about being in a room mm. with another two and a half thousand people that think exactly like you at the same time, at the same place, that are hearing someone speak. It's a bit like being at a rock concert and seeing the artist versus listening to the CD. Yeah, oh, it's a good point. And, and I think, you know, there's group energy, there's no doubt. And serious transformations have happened over the last 14 or 15 years of ARIC. Uh, I mean, it's interesting that a guy like James Tostevin, who's arguably the number one agent in Australia at present, um, has been to, I think, every ARIC. Um, so that, that's just, it's like the Ron Pillinger story, really. It's, it's, well, it's a great testament. Well, talking about James, he's speaking at ARIC. He's, I don't know what he writes. I think he's a $4 million man. We've got Vivian Yap who's an amazing uh, human being from Perth that's writing, you know, four million. I think we've got Michael Pallia, who I transacted $400 million worth of real estate. Um, it's on on uh, June 1 and June 2, and I've been told that um, all our podcast subscribers, if they were to put down the code MDA, standing for Million Dollar Agent, that they're going to get um, the special rate, which I think that they said was um, eight ninety five. So um, I'm going to be looking forward. I know you're speaking, John, and I'm uh, doing the emceeing. So we look forward to seeing um, our listeners uh, there. Um, but up until next week, uh, John, we want to wish all our listeners all the best. Thank and, you. Uh, yes, I'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, Tony.